0: Welcome to Two Pizza in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth, right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance.
1: Good day. Good day, good day, and welcome back to Two Pete in a Podcast. I am Michael Platten, and I have Simon Strawn with me. Hi. Hello. Today, we're going to be covering influenza. We've been seeing a lot of it, especially in June 2023. We have had a lot of children, and there's also been a lot of adults running around uh, with influenza. And we thought it's important to unpack what it is, how they get it, all the different things, and how to treat it.
0: Yeah. So influenza. What is influenza? So lots of people talk about flu and in and around healthcare professional places and pharmacies in the autumn and winters, you will hear about get your flu shot. Mm -hmm. There's a bit of a misnomer here. Most people when they talk about flu are talking about a very congested, snotty nose with a head cold and that that you and I would call the common cold. Yeah. And the common cold is caused by, generally, a thing called rhinovirus. That is not influenza. So that's where the misnomer comes in. Hmm. Your flu shot will not protect you from rhinovirus or the common cold or a snotty nose. Influenza virus is a group of viruses that are very specific and cause a fairly specific type of illness. And that is what you are vaccinating against if you get the vaccine in winter. So what is influenza? So influenza has influenza A and influenza B as the viruses. Influenza A, currently we know there are two types. One is H1N1. The other one is H3N2. Uh, That's what they're called. And the one is called swine flu, which is the H1N1, which is called swine flu. Now, Swine flu and other influenza A's and even the influenza B's all produce a very similar type of illness called an influenza-like illness. Um, and for me, the easiest way to remember it is the word facts, the facts about influenza, F-A-C-T-S. S stands for sudden onset.
1: Why are you backwards? F stands
0: for <laughs> fever. <laughs> Sorry. F stands for fever, so it's sudden onset fever, because there's no word like, fact. You can make it like that. It's fact. fact. (laughs) Facts. (laughs) S is for sudden onset. F is for fever. The A is for aches and pains. By aches and pains, we mean uh, headaches, muscle aches and pains. Mm. Children sometimes get such severe muscle aches and pains that they can't even walk. That's the A. Remember, facts fever, aches, and pains. The C is for coughing, and it's generally a dry cough. Not a snotty nose congested, Mm. not a head cold, a dry irritating cough. That's the C. And the T is for tiredness and lethargy. Mm. People say, I feel like I've been hit by a train. I just can't get out of bed. So that is the F-A-C-T-S of influenza, and that's how they present
1: F A C T S. Mm. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, what, what I've been seeing with children is that they are having a fevers of between 39 to 40 degrees for about three to seven days. Yep. Uh, they are flat, like, a, like you say, a train I Normally, say, like a bus has ridden over you and come back to finish the job because they are just flat. And you, you can give medication like paracetamol and ibuprofen, and they're still flat, yeah, which is different, children, to a, different to like a common cold where they then start running around. These ones are just flat. And a lot of them have abdominal pain as part of the, the aches and pains, so, or stomach issues. I'm not sure if you've seen that, but I've seen a lot of children with influenza that have been... Yeah, you kind of wonder whether that's,
0: whether that's from you know, the of coughing, coughing you yeah, know. causing muscle pains, or whether it's maybe a little bit of irritation of the lymph glands around the intestine that have swollen mm-hmm. up and caused a bit of irritation.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that, and then, yeah, there's dry cough, but not that much respiratory or, like, sinus issues. Mm. They can be co-infected with rhinovirus or parainfluenza and all the other things that can cause a already nose, but they're going to be having influenza-like symptoms only. Yes. And that is what we look for when we're examining your child.
0: So influenza occurs every uh, winter. Wherever you are in the world, influenza is around. Um, in South Africa, we know that it causes 11,000 deaths a year. Uh, and we also know that there are certain groups of people who are more prone to developing influenza that complicates and causes severe disease. So those would be the very young, children under five, specifically children under two, the elderly, and then people with chronic illnesses, people with immune system problems, whether acquired immune deficiencies or from cancers, some people who are on immune modulatory medications, that would be things like steroids or cortisone for diseases or people with rheumatological or other, other kinds of, um, what's the word I'm looking for, autoimmune conditions mm. is the word I'm looking for, mm. other autoimmune conditions that may be on immune suppressive uh, drugs. Yeah. So they are, they are at risk for getting influenza that becomes more severe. Mm.
1: It's very similar to COVID, just that the, the children are less affected. Yes. In COVID than influenza, but generally it's the same disease profile.
0: So, so and when we say complicated, complicated influenza, we're really talking about somebody who moves away just from the symptoms that we described to somebody who develops severe lung and respiratory infections. And to Mike's point, COVID had this massive inflammatory surge where people developed severe acute respiratory syndrome. Uh, and influenza can do that too, especially mm. in those high-risk groups of people. So it's not a not a nice, easy mm. th- infection. Even if you even if you don't complicate, even if you just get it without severe pneumonias, you're, as you said. Yeah, you're I mean, you said flat. hit by a bust and cut. Yeah, oh, you're yeah. terrible.
1: We know we've, talk, we've spoken about the the prevention. And that is vaccines. So the vaccines generally are available from March of each year in yeah. South Africa. And our influenza season runs from about April to July, August. Yeah. And...
0: Do you know that this season... Sorry to interrupt you. I've, I've hmm. been saying this season. Do you remember during COVID hmm. how we used to adjudicate the severity of... That was a good word, hey? It's very, very... Adjudicate. Ah,
1: you're speaking so pretty. We used, We used to
0: <laughs> decide on how severe the pandemic was based on the percentage positivity of tests. Mm. So those people who were presenting for a COVID swab, what percentage were positive? And if you remember, we were at about 35, nearly 40% at one point at the heart of the pandemic. Mm. In the month of May, May in the last two yeah, weeks of May, that. in South Africa, people presenting ill who then have a nasal swab done for influenza, 49% were positive. Mm at the moment. Yeah. So that's why we thought down. And your other point... And, then,
1: and COVID, I think, was
0: 3%. No, th- 35%. No,
1: no, no, I mean at that point. Oh, in, at that point, yes, yes. May, completely right. 100%, so.
0: sorry. Yes, yeah. 100% right. And your mm-hmm. point is very valid. You know, you'll remember from my previous podcast talking about at what point does a fever in a child get us to sit up and really take notice? And we generally speak about after 48 hours. Mm. But your point is right. We've been seeing children this season. In fact, my own granddaughter... One of them, who's, this particular one is five years old. She had a fever of 39 to 40 for seven days. Mm. Her muscles were so sore her mom had to carry her around for two days because yeah. she was so sick with influenza.
1: So, yes, it actually causes a myositis, right. meaning an inflammation of the muscle. So yep. not just aches and pains, it can attack the muscle. Yep. And it can, therefore, attack the heart as well. Absolutely. That is why we don't recommend that if you have influenza that you are act, very active or doing any exercise because it can cause an inflammation in the heart that damages the heart.
0: Definitely. And it's, I think any adult listening. Specifically adults. Who is, who exercises and is a runner, etc., cetera, et cetera Cause I know some of you, it's like you don't get your run in. You don't feel good for the day. <laughs> if you are sick with influenza, like illnesses, don't do it until you're completely better. Yeah. So what do we do about it? So the first thing we do about it is obviously we make the clinical diagnosis. and we Generally, when you examine the children, there's not a lot to find that is abnormal Mm. uh, because they don't have a pneumonia. They don't have an ear infection. Yes, as you said, they could get a secondary infection, but that's different. So it's really about making the diagnosis, which you can kind of really suggest by the clinical appearance, or you could do a swab. Mm-hmm. That's going to cost quite a bit of money. At the end of it, you can then come back and say, Well, you've got influenza, which is what you expected. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to just treat you. <laughs> so we'll treat you, but the treatment really is symptomatic, isn't it? It's like bringing mm-hmm. down the fever, it's making sure the child is taking enough liquids to keep well hydrated. Because uh, generally, they're not going to feel like eating. Yeah. None of us do when we're particularly ill. Mm-hmm. Bed rest. Um, and if you could. Use a particular medication called oseltamivir, which is a specific antiviral for influenza. It works best if used started within the first forty-eight hours of illness. It's a five-day course. It does have side effects uh, in quite a few patients of upset tummies and diarrhoea and sore sore tummies, Uh, and it's generally reserved for people who are at risk of complicating and getting more severe influenza. So that whole list that we gave you. Mm. But in an influenza season, when you're having to take a week off work, possibly even 10 days to re- to, cut, to recover, if there's something that you can take to get you back on your feet in three or four days and you don't have to take five days of work, you're probably going to try it.
1: Yeah, so what we normally say is that with Tamiflu, if you start it at an appropriate time, you're going to be reducing your severity of symptoms by about two orders of magnitude and then shortening it by two days. Yeah. So it's not going to be a quick fix, but it's going to help you get better faster within reason. Because last week I admitted a child that I actually thought had COVID because she didn't actually want to eat because she said the food tastes funny. Mm. So... And then she had all the other symptoms. The COVID symptoms and influenza symptoms are very, very similar. She also had a very sore throat. Mm. And I swabbed her. And oh, actually, before I do that, uh, she was on Tamiflu from the Monday. I admitted on the Tuesday.
0: Tamiflu is Oseltamivir. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, she
1: was on on Oseltamivir. And I admitted on the Thursday. So she had already had three days of this. She was still having fevers of Mm. 38.5 on three days of this medication. And she was dehydrated. So I admitted her as suspecting COVID because the Oseltamivir hadn't done anything and the respiratory virus swab came back as everything completely normal except for influenza A. And mm-hmm. Gave her some fluids overnight, she was happy and went home the next morning.
0: So with my granddaughter, when she was so sick for five days, we'd really done well and she'd been on Oseltamivir and then developed the myositis. I actually put her onto oral cortisone for three days and within mm-hmm. 24 hours, she was feeling much, much better because she'd gone into that kind of inflammatory phase. Yeah, I remember in... T- t- 2010, when the Soccer World Cup was in South Africa, that's when swine flu first came, came out. Up. It was actually identified and reported internationally about three or four months before the Soccer World Cup. And I had tickets to go and watch one of the games, and I woke up a few days beforehand, having been completely fired the night before. I woke up in the morning, and I literally felt like I couldn't get out of bed. I was raging fever. And I took oseltamivir immediately,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was back at work two days later.
1: Yeah. So I had a child that also had diagnosed uh, influenza, and we started a all-time of the year, and the, the parents swear that within three hours, the fever had disappeared and didn't come back.
0: So this is, <laughs> so, so we're giving you really good stories of where this medication works, but again,
1: obviously… Yes, every, uh, no, I gave where it didn't work.
0: Every, every med- <laughs> yeah, every medication has side effects. So Some children don't tolerate it well. It is uh, certainly to be used in people who have who are at high risk for complicated influenza, and that would be young children. Um, if you do not give Ossaltamivir, you're going to get better generally anyway. Um, but it might make the course of illness a little easier for you. It's not an absolute necessity. Yeah.
1: So I, th- I think we've pretty much covered the majority of stuff that we need to. Like, When do you need to seek assistance is when there's fever for more than – Forty-eight hours with no other symptoms. When there's fever for five days or more with no other, or oh, with symptoms, or if there's significant, like we said, myositis or pain where they are not able to move because of muscle pain, or the fever is not responding, or if they're not drinking nicely, and this is, or if you're concerned, so all the things still are very very similar across all the different infections. So with influenza, one thing that you would—is there one thing that you would say? Okay, absolutely, this is different to everything else. Muscle pain. To come
0: see us. well muscle pain um, but very often in children they're not going to tell you unless
1: you ask them or lack of walking on mobility the
0: yes. thing that I see most often with it is the, is the fever is higher than the parents have experienced before mm. and the children just look like really miserable yeah. but with nothing else to really show for it just and they complain of headaches yeah. I think that's the other big thing in the plan, so. Yeah. alright
1: if your children have allowed you to thanks for listening thank
0: you <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.co.za. And that's the numeral four. And subscribe in your favorite podcast app or follow us on Facebook.
1: At Two Pete's in Podcast. At Two Pete's in a Podcast. T-W-O, not the numerical two.
0: This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your
1: own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.